Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Game And before the last half of the fourth inning gets underway, we're going to give you the lineups and then turn you over to your Wheaties play-by-play announcer, Walter Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. Mark Fidrich. Now, each time he gets the ball back, you'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever to pitch five career no-hitters. Catch him all, Joe! I don't believe what I just saw! Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to rise. Well, how about Sherm Fella to get you excited for today's show? Now, welcome to the Daily Rewind, brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. My name's Tom Hannon, and I'm your host. I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited for you to hear today's show, and I had to listen to it several times before I went live. Today, we're talking about February 22nd, 1936, and on today's show, I am bringing you one of the hardest voices to find. Walter Johnson's. He is broadcasting a game for the Senators in 1939. It's a long podcast, but totally worth the listen. Secondly, we have a new contributor to this day in baseball. His name is Bobby King II, and he put together this fantastic piece I'm going to tell you about before we get to the big train. On February 22, 1936, in celebration of George Washington's 204th birthday, Walter Johnson hurls a silver dollar across the Rappanock River, estimated to be a 386-foot toss. Can you imagine throwing a silver dollar 386 feet? I, I, that's just a long way to throw anything. Amazing accomplishment. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> the spectacle, it took place in the backyard of Washington's childhood home in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It was one of several events staged by the townspeople in celebration of all things Washington, 
especially the methodical tales of Parson Weems, Congressman Saul Bloom of New York, who donated a 1796 silver dollar for the occasion, declared the feat impossible, putting the odds at 200 to 1. The Chamber of Commerce wagered $5,000. Bloom refused to pay up, claiming the river was wider in colonial times. A few days before the event, the 48-year-old Johnson sent a light-hearted telegram to city leaders. I'm practicing with the dollar against my barn door. I'm getting stronger, barn door weaker. On February 20th, the Associated Press reported, unable to wait until Saturday when Walter Johnson tries his arm against the legendary prowess of George Washington, citizens are trying to settle the matter among themselves, but with iron washers, not silver coins. All tries have fallen short. After hearing exaggerated tales about the width of the river, Johnson expressed doubts as to whether he could make good. Big Train's old battery mate, Gabby Street, wasn't worried. After working so closely for so many years with such a brilliant performer as Johnson, he explained, one is inclined to back him in any reasonable throwing feat he might undertake, even now. Despite the frigid conditions, 27 degrees Fahrenheit, around 4,000 people gathered along the snowy river bank on the morning of the 22nd. It looks like a mile across, exclaimed Johnson as he cast aside his overcoat. The big train took a moment to stretch his much-celebrated right arm before giving the all-clear to the photographers on hand. He was allowed two practice throws before beginning before being presented a third coin, inscribed with his name in the date for the official attempt. Johnson's first toss fell short, splashing down six feet short of the bank. A man in a boat attempted to recover it, believe it or not. His second, his second throw barely cleared the water. De determined to impress on his final attempt, he heaved the pay dollar across the river, some 20 feet into the bank, over 2,000 boisterous souvenir seekers scrambled for the prize. Well, I guess I made it, Johnson sighed, sounding more relieved than triumphant. It was official. Washington's seemingly apocritical childhood feat was possible, though silver dollars weren't minted until the time of his presidency. As for the much-coveted coin, it was, it was recovered by a man named Peter Yawn, who turned out to be quite a card. What are you going to do with the dollar? asked a reporter. I'm going to put him in the bank, said Yon, smiled mischievously. That's what the pitcherman said I should do. But if you ask me, I should have to say, I cannot tell a lie. I'm going to sell it to the highest bidder. Now here we go to listen to Walter Johnson calling a senator's game. Four o'clock the correct time at WJSB, Washington. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Harry McTighe speaking to you from our radio booth at Top Griffith Stadium, where this afternoon, for the remainder of the afternoon, we're going to bring you a play-by-play -play broadcast of the final game of the season between the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Senators. The first half of the fourth inning just concluded. There's no score in the ball game. And before the last half of the fourth inning gets underway, we're going to give you the lineups and then turn you over to your Wheaties play-by-play -play announcer, Walter Johnson. The lineup for the Cleveland Indians finds Lou Boudreau at shortstop, 
Roy Weatherly in left field, Ben Chapman in center field, Sammy Hale at second base, Bruce Campbell in right field, Ken Keltner at third base, Oscar Grimes at first base, Raleigh Hemsley catch, and Al Milner, a left-hander, on the mound. The lineup for Washington, Eddie Leap at second base, Quick at shortstop, Pitko, right field, right, left field, Gelbert, third base, Vernon, first base, Gideon, center field, Farrell, catch, and Bass, a runner on the mound. Bass is up from Chattanooga, the Southern Association, with the Senators, and down there he won about 19 ball games and lost seven. We've seen only three hits in the ball game, Cleveland having two, a single by Lou Boudreau in the first inning and a single by Raleigh Hensley in the second. Washington has only one base hit, that an infield hit by Eddie Lee. End of the last half of the fourth inning, and Pitko, the right fielder, right-hand batter's coming up, and here is Walter Johnson. All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're going into the last of the fourth. No score in this ball game. Pitko, the right fielder's up. Bats right-handed. Here comes the first pitch. He swings and fouls it back. Pitko walked his first time up. Al Melnar, left-hander, pitching out there for the Cleveland Indians, is allowed... Only one hit, an infield single. Here comes the next pitch. It's a fastball. It's outside, one and one. He's allowed one single and one walk. Bass on the other. He's allowed two hits and five walks. A little bit wild. Here comes the next pitch. And it's a little bit high. Hensley's kicking on that pitch. It's two and one on Pitco. Here comes the next pitch. And it's high and inside. Three and one's a count now. Miller starts his wind up again. Here it comes. He swings and misses. Pitko had a good cut at that ball, but missed. And the count's three and two. Last half the fourth. Nobody out. Nobody on. Here comes the next pitch. He swings, hits the fly, going into right field. Bruce Camel is coming over there. He's under it, waiting. And he's out. Pitko fly up to Camel in right field. For the first out. Taft right comes up now. Taft playing left field. Bats left-handed. Lucky Harris has most of his right-handers in there. Young kid in. First pitch is too high. Ball one. Young combination down there. Second short. Leap and quick. They did a nice piece of work in that first inning and in making a double play. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and fouls it back. It's one and one. Boudreaux single to lead off. Weatherly hit one down. Second base. Leap. Made a nice play on it, hustled over to Quickets. And Boudreau was forced, and Leap hustled that ball over to Vernon for a double play. Starting this ball game, here comes the next pitch. It's high and outside. It's two and one. This is ladies' day out here. Quite a few of the fair sex out. Here comes the next pitch. He swings, hits the high fly right straight up. Back of home plate. Hendley's under that ball, and he catches it right underneath us here for the second out. 
two men out now. And Charlie Gilbert comes up. Charlie bats right-handed. He's down there on third base in place of Buddy Lewis this afternoon. Developed into a pitcher's battle out there so far. Here comes the first pitch on Gilbert's. It's high and outside. Ball one. Two men out now. Here comes the next pitch. And it's a little bit too high. Ball two. Two nothing. Miller starts his wind up again. Here it comes, and it's ball three. That's a little bit too low. Three nothing on Charlie Gilbert. Miller starts his wind up. Here comes the pitch, and it's right down there for strike one. Three and one. Miller starts his wind up again. Here it comes. And it's strike two. It took that inside corner. Three and two. Starts his wind up again. Here it comes. He swings, hits the fly, going into right field. Camel's going over his wheel there near the line. It's up there. It hits that wall, bounce out in there. Gilbert pulls up at second base with a two-base hit. That ball was right down that right field line, hit up on the wall. And Bruce Camel. Took it on the top, tossed it back into second base. Charlie Gilbert pulled up, standing at second base with a two-base hit. And Vernon, the first baseman, comes up now. Vernon bats left-handed. Here comes the first pitch on Vernon. It's a little bit low and inside. Ball one. Not much of a breeze out here, just slight breeze blowing over towards right field. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and fouls it back. One and one. Milner has another ball out there now. Steps on there, starts to stretch. Here comes the pitch, and it's a little bit too low. It's a curve ball. Two and one. Gets the sign. He's watching Charlie Gilbert back there on second. Starts a stretch. Here comes the pitch, and it's strike two. That took that outside corner. Vernon didn't like that, and neither did the ladies in the stand. They're giving the umpire a lot of booze down there. It's two and two. Two men out. Last half the fourth. No score. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and fouls one down in left field stand. Taken by a lone spectator down there. No competition, so he just took his time to get that ball. Milner has another ball. Steps on there. Here comes the pitch. He swings and fouls one right straight back at us here. Hemsley comes back, but he can't get it. Ball hits the screen back here. So, 
The umpire tosses out another ball to Milner. And the count remains two and two. Hasn't been much hitting in this ball game. Been a little bit quiet. Here comes the next pitch. He swings, hits the ground ball back to second base. Sammy Hill comes up with there's a play to first, and he's out. That's a close play down there. Vernon hit a roller just past Milnar. He reached up, but couldn't quite touch it. Sammy Hill hustled in and got it over to first. And the side's retired with no runs. One hit. No errors. And one man left to score at the end of four innings. Nothing, nothing. And Bass, the boy just up from Chattanooga, walks out on the mound, starts tossing a few to Rick Farrell. Bass mixes them up pretty well down there. Has a fairly good fastball. He's supposed to have a, a good knuckler. Looks like he has a pretty fair curve. He's just been a little bit wild. But apparently he has something on that ball. He gets... He's had three and two on most of the bats. And with... Usually when they get a pitcher where he's got to come down in there to him, they're... Get a hold of that ball, but they're hitting a little bit late, hitting that those right-handers, hitting that ball off the right field. He's all warmed up, and good roll. Shortstop comes up. Here comes the first pitch, and it's strike one, a fast ball right down there. Good roll single, his first time up. Bass takes his wind up again. Here comes the pitch, and it's one of those knucklers, a little bit too low. And it's one and one. Takes his wind up. Here comes the pitch. He swings and hits one right back. Bass takes it on a big hop. Tosses to Vernon. And Woodrow is out. One man out. And Roy Weatherly. Left fielder comes up. He bats left-handed. Bass takes his wind up. Here comes the pitch. And that's a knuckle that's a little bit outside. Like we may have two knuckleball artists on this ball club. That's Leonard and Bass. Here comes the next pitch. He swings at the fly, going into left center. Gideon is coming in. Taft right is coming in. Right calls for it and makes the catch. Right out there in front of Gideon. In short left center. And we have two men out. Ben Chapman comes up now. Ben has been up twice, walked each time. Bass takes his wind up. Here comes the pitch. And it's a curve ball. Came right over there for strike one. Takes his wind up again. Here it comes. And at this time it's a knuckler that took that inside corner. Strike two. Starts his wind up again. Here it comes. He swings at the fly going into center field. Gideon is standing there waiting. And he has it. Chapman flies out to 
Gideon in right center, retiring aside. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. Three up and three down. And for the first time in the ball game, Bass has set the Indians down in order. So the score going into last of the fifth is still nothing, nothing. Young Bass has showed us a little of everything out there. I don't know what he... Usually those pitchers who fool around with the knuckleball, it's just about like the spitball pitchers used to be. They were a few real outstanding spitball pitchers, and a lot of the other boys were trying to throw that spitter, but they'd get in trouble every once in a while and attempt to come in there with a spitter. There wouldn't be anything on it. Somebody would crack it on them. Dutch Leonard gets himself in trouble. He uses that knuckler. And I don't know what this boy depends upon when he gets out there in a tight spot. But anyway, we he showed us a pretty good knuckler, pretty fair curveball, and fairly good fastball. Anyway, those Cleveland Indians haven't done a whole lot up the plate. Well, he... Miller's all warmed up now, and Big Gideon comes up. Center fielder, bats right-handed. Miller starts his wind-up. Here comes the pitch. He tries to bunt that ball down the third baseline, but it goes foul. This Gideon is a big, tall boy, but he runs very well. He's formerly uh, with the Michigan University. He looks pretty good out there. Here comes the next pitch. And it's a little bit inside. Ball one, one and one. Miller takes his wind up. Here comes the pitch. He swings, hits a high fly right up into infield. Boudreau is going back, calls for it, and he has it. Gideon flies out to Boudreau in back of shortstop for the first out. One man out now, and Rick Farrell comes up. Farrell's catching this ball game. Man in there with those young pitchers, or especially the newcomers, whether they're young or not. First pitch is right down in there, strike one. That's called a fast one. Miller starts his wind up. Here comes the pitch. He swings at the fly ball going into center field. Chapman is going back. He's under it and has it. Farrell lines out to Chapman in center field for the second out. And Bass comes up now. Not bald, is he, Warren? Took his cap off there. <laughs> Tell me for a bat, you got quite a hook. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, Warren. Pretty good. Well, he's getting a nice hand from these ladies. <laughs> Miller takes his wind up. Here comes the pitch. He swings on the first one, hits a fly ball going into right field. Bruce Camel is out there waiting, and he has it. Bass flies out to Camel in right field. Retiring aside with no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. Three up and three down. And the score at the end of five innings still nothing, nothing. No score 
and this ball game. This thing has developed into a battle between Lefty Milner and Mr. Bass. Uh, Harry, you have something over there? Yeah, I have some scores, Walter. Right, In the American right League this afternoon, the New York Yankees beat out the Chicago White Sox 5-2. to two. The Yanks, 5 runs, 10 hits, no error. Chicago, 2 runs, 8 hits, 1 error. Boston defeated St. Louis 6-2. Boston, 6 runs, 9 hits, no error. St. Louis, 2 runs, 7 hits, 1 error. And Detroit beat Philadelphia 7-6. The Tigers, 7 runs, he lost 2 errors. Philadelphia, 6 runs, 10 hits, and 3 errors. The National League, the Pirates beat the Boston Bees in the first game of a doubleheader, 6-4. 6 runs, 8 hits, 1 error for Pittsburgh, 4 runs, 12 hits, 2 errors for Boston. Well, we're moving into the first half of the sixth. There's still no score in the ball game, and as Walter told you, it's somewhat of a pitching duel between Bass and Al Milner. Bass, a big right-hander, Milner, a big left-hander. Sammy Hale's leading off now. In comes the first pitch, and he fouls it back into the stands. The upper tier of the grandstand for strike one. Hale's up for the third time, walked in the first inning, and fouled out to Vernon in the third. You fans out around Miller's Market at 2135 4th Street Northeast can be on the lookout for the big train tonight, for he'll be out there. Here's the next one in, and Sammy Hale hits a slow ground ball down to second base. Eddie Lee comes in, feels the ball, gets it to Vernon, and Hale goes out. Grounding out second to first for out number one. That brings Campbell, right fielder, left-hand batter up. Slide to center field in the first and to left field in the third. Two hits in the ball game so far for Cleveland. Bass is ready. Here's the pitch coming in, and Campbell swings on it, lines it right down the foul line in left field. It's going over against the box seats. He's rounded first on his way to second, makes the turn at second, but holds up when Taft right feels the ball and relays it into Hal Quick. Campbell was swinging on that ball and laced it right down the line. It's good for two bases. That puts him on second base. One out. And Keltner, third baseman, a right-hand batter coming up. He flied to center field and fouled out to Jim Vernon. Bass takes a stretch. He looks back at second base. And comes the pitch to Keltner. Outside low in the dirt. Rick Farrell had to dig that one out. Ball one as it comes. Here's the next pitch coming into Keltner. And he swings, bounces it back against the stands. One and one is a count. Tomorrow's an off day here at Griffith Stadium. No ball game. The New York Yankees move in for game, a single game Saturday afternoon and another Sunday afternoon. New ball's out in the hands of Bass. He takes his stretch. Here's the pitch coming in. Low inside. Ball two. Two and one is a count now on Ken Keltner. Bass looks into Rick Farrell, gets his signal, takes his stretch. Look back at second base. Here's the next one coming in. Keltner fouls that one back into the screen. Two and two is a count. Washington infield is Vernon at first. Eddie Leap at second base. How quick is it shortstop? Charlie Gilbert's at third. The outfield is Taft right in left. Elmer Gideon in center. And Alex Pitko in right. Two and two is the count on Ken Keltner. 
Bass is ready. Here's the pitch coming in. And Keltner swings on it, hits it out into left field. Way back, way back. And Taffright makes a beautiful catch just in front of the wall. Turns and hustles that ball in to Charlie Gilbert at third base. That was a nice catch by Taffright. A few more feet of distance on that ball. And Wright couldn't have gotten his hands on it. He made the catch and then rolled against the wall out there, but he held on to it. So it's two away. Campbell still on second base, and Oscar Grimes, first baseman, a right-hand batter coming up. He flied to Pitco in right field in the second, and he walked in the fourth. Bass has given up five walks in the game. Standing off the rubber, rubbing the ball off. Walks on, gets a signal, takes a stretch. Look back a second, here comes the pitch into Grimes. Right across that outside corner for a call strike. Strike one on Grimes. First half of the six, no score. Bass is ready for the next pitch, and it comes. And Grimes lifts it high in the air. It's going into short center field. Leap quick, and Gideon all after the ball. Gideon calls for it, makes the catch. Route number three retire the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one runner left on base. So at the end of the first half of the sixth, the score still reads Cleveland nothing and Washington nothing. Don't forget you fans around Miller's Market at 2135 4th Street Northeast. Walter Johnson will be out there tonight for a personal appearance and tomorrow night at the Calvert Market, 1862 Columbia Road Northwest. 739 Miller's Market, 7.30-9 tomorrow night at the Calvert Market at 1862 Columbia Road Northwest. Last half of the six coming up now. The leadoff man will be Eddie Lee. Where's McTagg going to be, Warren? All that time. In the doghouse. <laughs> no, uh, Walter, I I got lost last night. <laughs> I've got the right directions tonight, though. I know where 2135 4th Street Northeast is, because I've been out there before. I got lost last night, too, Harry, but I made it. <laughs> and now into the half of the six. Eddie leaves second baseman. Right-hand batters up. The first pitch comes in high for ball one. Leap struck out in the first inning. And beat out an infield hit in the third. Milner starts his wind-up. Here's the next one coming in. Eddie takes a curve ball for a call strike to even the count one and one. Oscar Grimes at first base for Cleveland. Hale at second. Boudreaux at short. Kelton at third. Here's the next one coming in. And it's high for ball two. Two and one. The Cleveland outfield is Weatherly in left. Chapman in center. And Campbell in right. Al Milner's the pitcher. And Raleigh Hemsley's the catcher. Milner goes into a wind-up. Here's the next pitch coming in. And Eddie Leap swings on and hits one over the head of Ken Kelton out into left field. It's a base hit. Weatherly feels it on the ground, gets the throw into Boudreaux. And Eddie Leap is on first base with a single, his second hit of the afternoon. Washington has only three hits in the ball game, and Leap has two of the three. Charlie Gilbert has the other. That will off the right field wall in the fourth. So we have a runner on first base. Nobody out. And up comes Hal Quick, shortstop. Right-hand batter, he's grounded out two times he's been up. 
Here's the first one coming in. Hal takes it. It's low. Ball one. Ball one on quick. Milner takes a stretch. A look at first base. Here's the next pitch coming in. Quick swings on it. Hits it out into right field. It has Campbell on the move. He goes back, pulls the ball down, then gets his throw in to Hale at second base. Now quick lining to Bruce Campbell in right field. Drove Bruce back about 12 or 14 feet to make that catch. So we have one out. Runner still on first. And Alec Pitko, right fielder, right-hand batter's up. He walked in the first, and he flied to right field in the fourth. No score, the last half of the sixth. Takes a stretch. Here's the first pitch coming in. Pitko swings and misses. Strike one. There goes a toss over to Oscar Grimes at first base. Eddie Lee back in plenty of time. Ball's back in the hands of Milner and another one. This one a snap throw over and Eddie playing safe, one end sliding. Milner again takes his position on the rubber. Here comes the pitch into pit call. He swings on it, lifts it high in the air. It's going out into short right field. Sammy Hale, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell almost lost the ball. There's a double play on it. Eddie Leap is double off first base. Looked for a moment as though that ball was going to be lost. Sammy Hale went out after the ball. Campbell was coming in. And <coughs> Sammy Hale then finally decided to slow up, give Campbell time to get the ball. And Bruce almost lost it. Had to take it right around his knees. Eddie Leap was about halfway between first and second, and he couldn't beat the throw back into first base. So he was doubled off from Campbell to Grimes for the third out. Retiring the side with no runs, one hit, no errors, nobody left on base. That gives Cleveland their first double play of the afternoon. So at the end of six innings of play, it still reads Cleveland nothing and Washington nothing. Before going into the first half of the seventh, we're going to pause for station identification. 427, 27 minutes past 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This is station WJSB, Washington. And now here again is Walter Johnson. All right, we're going into seventh inning. Still no score in this ball game. Look like for a moment there we might going to get a break, but uh, Bruce Campbell came in fast to make the catch of Pitko's High fly in back of second base. Sammy Hale called for the ball. Was a little bit early in making that call. Found out the wind carried that ball out a little further than he thought. So Camel came in just in time to make the catch. Leap was headed towards second base. And before he could get back, he was doubled well. Hemsley's up here now. Bass is all warmed up. Here's the first pitch, and it's a little bit too high. Ball one. That's a fast one. Each team has had three hits now. Two singles and a double. Here comes the next pitch, and it's right down in there for strike one. One and one. Bass is wind up again. Here it comes. He swings, hit the ground ball, going down to shortstop. Quick takes on a big hop. There's a throw to first, and he's out. 
Rally Hemsley grounds out short to first for the first out. And Al Milnar, the pitcher, comes up now. Throws and bats left-handed. Big, strong boy, Milner. He belongs to Cleveland Indians when I was over there, but we had him in a smaller league. Here comes the first pitch. He swings and fouls it back. One strike. Bass gets another ball. He rubs that ball up, gets a little rosin on his hand. Steps on there, starts his wind-up. Here comes the pitch. He swings, hits a high fly foul right up here in front of the Washington dugout. Vernon is coming over there. He has it. And Milnor is out for the second out. Two men out. Boudreaux, the shortstop, comes up. Been up three times. Has one hit and three trips up there. This boy was over in Buffalo in the International League this year. Looks like a pretty good ball player. Here comes the first pitch, and he starts to swing. He goes all the way around, but they didn't call it on him. He had to kind of Swing his body all the way around, but it's ball one. Here comes the next pitch. It's low and outside. It's ball two. He looks down to Oscar Vett to get that sign. The, um, the managers always have a sign when the count's two nothing or three and one. Tell those fellows what to do. Here comes the next pitch, and it's strike one. That's a fast one. Took that inside corner. It's two and one. Bass starts his wind up again. Here comes. He swings and fouls it back. Goes right back in a bunch of ladies. And I didn't see what happened, but maybe some lady got it. It's two and two on Woodrow. Bass has another ball. He's wind up. Here comes. The fastball a little bit outside, and it's three and two on Woodrow now. Two men out, nobody on. That's the first half, the seventh. There's no score. This has been a pitcher's battle out here between Bass and Al Milner. Southpaw. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and hits the fly ball going into center field. Getting is going over there. He's under it and has it. Woodrow flies out to get in. In right center. Retiring the side with no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. Three up and three down. And now everybody stands up as we go into last half the seventh. Seventh inning.
half right is going to be the leadoff man this last half to seventh. Taft has been up twice, failed to hit. Bruce Campbell going way back out there in deep right field for Taft right. Camel Chapman and Weatherly in the outfield. Cleveland has another outfielder sitting on the bench over here who had a wonderful year last year. He looked like one of the best young ball players in baseball, and every ball player picked him to lead this league in batting this year. And he's not able to stay in that lineup even, so that shows you never can tell. Well, Brad's up there. The first pitch is a little too high. Ball one. Here comes the next one. It's inside for a ball two. Two-nothing. Taft-Wright backs away from there. In fact, he backs clear out of the box. Gets a little dirt on his hands. Two-nothing on right now. Milner starts his wind up again. Here comes the pitch. He swings and gets a base hit into right field. Past Sammy Hill. It's taken by Bruce Camel. Tossed into second base to Boudreaux. And Taft writes down on first base. Nobody out. And Charlie Gilbert comes up. Gilbert's playing third base today in place of Buddy Lewis. He's been up twice, has one hit and two trips up there, two base hit. Here comes a pitch. And it's low and outside, one nothing. Well, maybe we'll break this time. Going long enough. Six innings and a half and no scores. Here comes the next pitch. He swings and hits one in the left field. Weatherly's going way back, way back over there. And he tries to make that catch. He dives into the stand. He hits his head against the stand. And apparently he's hurt. Taft right round third base. Charlie Gilbert round third. And he scored. It's a home run for Charlie Gilbert. And little Weatherly is hurt out there. He slid into that the box seat. And hurt himself trying to make that catch. I don't know what the decision is going to be. There's an argument down here. If that ball went into the stands, of course, it's only a two-base hit. Did the ball bounce in there, Warren? Did you see? Well, they... Yeah. Well, there's going to be an argument down there. Uh, Weatherly is still down down there. The players are seeing Lefty Wiseman and Cleveland trainers down there now. The way he went into that stand, he may be hurt. He split in there head first. He had that ball in the tips of his hands, but realizing he was right close to the wall, he tried to slide and check himself, and in doing so, he slid right on in head first into the box, into the front of the box seat down there, and he stood a chance of hurting himself. Well, he's up now. Walking around down there. Charlie Gilbert really got a hold of that ball, hit a powerful drive right down the left field line, just fair. Roy Weatherly made a great try. And as I said, had that ball in the end of his fingers. But realizing he was right there to the stand, check himself by sliding. And I believe 
there's a lot of argument. The, the uh, Cleveland ball players who are down in the bullpen are coming yes, up here now, getting into that argument. <laughs> Joe Sewell, or I mean Luke Sewell, is coming up there now, arguing with Bill Summers out here by third base. And they're all coming. Oscar Vitt is coming up now. He stayed down there to see that Weatherly was all right. Now he's coming up to get in this argument. If that uh, Chapman is in here arguing with Basil at home plate, the whole Cleveland ball club, including some of those boys from the boat down there, are in this argument. There goes a bunch of them to the dugout now. They've pulled away, and there's about six of them right down here standing on home plate, arguing with Steve Basil. Basil is walking away from him, but they're following him up. Ben Chapman has started back now, tossing his glove up into the air. And Luke Sewell is still down here arguing with Steve Basil. The other boys are breaking away now. Bruce Campbell is going back into right field. Kelton is going back down to third base. Oscar Vitt is walking back to the Cleveland dugout. Ben Chapman is going down now and started his argument with uh, Bill Summers, the umpire down at third base. And they're all going back now. Well, yeah, Summers tells them to go on and play ball. They've argued long enough. Johnny Allen, he even got into it out there. He's going back to the dugout now. And here goes Raleigh Hempley down towards third base. I don't know whether he's going down to talk with Bill Summers some more or not. But anyway, Taft Wright and Charlie Gilbert are both over on the bench, and I think they're going to allow Charlie a home run. The ball did not go into the stands down there. If it had, it would have been a two-base hit. There used to be a ground rule here when that ball went around the point of that, those seats. But I don't know whether that's in effect now or not. The ball was out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. As a matter of fact, I mean, he was after that ball and had it in the oh, end yeah, of his hands and hit his glove and bounced on off there. Well, anyway, we're out in front two to nothing. There's nobody out and Jim Vernon is up there. They're all started to go. Started out here now. He swings on that next pitch, hits a high fly up in the infield. Woodrow calls for it. He has it right down there with second base. And Vernon is out. That's one out. It's the last half of the seventh. Washington's out in front now. Two to nothing. One man out. Nobody on. And Gideon, the center fielder, comes up. (laughs) 
donor having a little trouble getting a sign. Finally, gets it, starts his wind up. Here it comes. And it's a little bit too high. Ball one. Donor starts his wind up again. Here comes the pitch. And it's a curveball for strike one. That's called one and one. Donor starts his wind up again. Here comes he swings, hits the fly, going in left field. Weatherly standing there waiting, and he has it. Get in, goes out on a fly ball to Roy Weatherly in left field for the second out. And Rick Farrell comes up now. Farrell has been up twice, failed to hit. Miller starts his wind up. Here it comes. He swings and fouls it back. It's one strike. Starts his wind up again. Here it comes. He swings it. The high fly right up into the infield. Keltner calls for it. He's under it. And he has it. Farrell flies out to Keltner. Down at third base. Retiring aside with Two runs, two hits, no errors, nobody left. So at the end of seven innings, Washington is out in front, two to nothing. Little Weatherly's getting a nice hand as he comes in from left field. He made a great try out there for that ball, might have been injured. Well, Bass is out there tossing that ball over. Harry, come in, boy. And well, we see that Ben Chapman coming in from the center field. He's still arguing about that play down there. The only person that didn't enter into the argument on the Cleveland team is the one person that participated in the play, and that happened to be Roy Weatherly. Weatherly, after he got back on his feet, remained in left field, and on his way in had nothing to say to the third base umpire. But it stands, as was originally told you by Walter Johnson, as a case of Wheaties for Charlie Gilbert. Now we're going into the first half of the eighth inning with Weatherly, the leadoff man. Bats from the left side. They're riding the umpire in chief behind the plate from the Cleveland bench, and he's yelling over there. And I, if it continues, we'll probably see one of the boys get a shower a few minutes earlier than they anticipated for the day. Well, it's the first half of the eighth inning, and Washington's out in front. By a score of two to nothing, Weatherly, left fielder, the left-hand batter is coming up now. Been up three times, walked once. Bass is ready. In comes the first pitch. He swings on it, hits a base hit between third and short, out into left field. Taft right fields it. The throw comes in too quick at second base, and Weatherly opens the inning with a single into left field. That's hit number four off Bass, and it puts a runner on first. Nobody out. Ben Chaplin's coming up now. Center fielder. Right-hand batter. Chapman's been up three times. He's walked twice. So he's hitless out of one official time-up. Bass goes into a stretch. A look at first. Here's the pitch coming in. Ben swings on it. Hard hit ball by third base. Down into left field. Weatherly's rounding second on his way to third. Right field's the ball. Makes his throw to 
Eddie Leaf at second base. Leaf fires it over to Vernon. Chapman made his turn and then had to beat back into first base. One end sliding, but he moved weatherly around to third base on a single. Charlie Gilbert dived after the ball. No chance to get his glove on it. So that's two straight singles for Cleveland. And then puts runners on first and third with nobody out. And brings little Sammy Hale, second baseman, a right-hand batter up. Sammy's been up three times. He walked in the first inning. So he's hit us out of two official times at bat. Two to nothing is the score in favor of Washington. Bass looks in, gets the signal from Farrell, goes into a stretch. You look over his shoulder. Chapman on first. Here's the pitch. Sammy takes it. That knuckleball across the outside corner for a call strike. Strike one on Hale. First inning in the ball game. Cleveland's been able to get two hits in an inning. Bass again takes his stretch. Look at Chapman on first base. Here's the pitch coming in. Sammy swings on it. It's going out into center field. It's a base hit. Weatherly scoring from third. Chapman moves into second. Gideon fields the ball, makes the throw into second base. Well, that's three straight hits for Cleveland. And it drives in the first run of the ball game for the Indians. Makes the score now, Reed. Washington two, Cleveland one. The tying runs on second base. Runners are on first and second. Nobody out. Enough Jim feels in now. They're looking for that sacrifice. Jim Vernon's just off the grass at first base. And Charlie Gelber just off the edge of the grass at third. Vass taking plenty of time, readjusting his cap, walks onto the rubber, looks into Rick Farrell. Little how quick short stops, playing close second now, attempting to hold Ben Chapman near the bag. He'll go off with a pitch. Here it comes. And he swings and misses. Camel went after that knuckleball, breaking in low. He took a swing and missed for strike one. Bass takes a stretch now. Look back at second base. Here's the next pitch coming in. And he swings again, fouls it up into the upper tier of the grandstand. That puts Bass out in front of Bruce Camel, the batter. For the count, strike two. That backs the infield up now. Jolly Gilbert easing back. Jim Vernon's going back. Ben Chapman yelling something in to Bruce Campbell. Nobody out. Runners on first and second. One run in for Cleveland. Score reading Washington two, Cleveland one. Here's the next pitch coming in. It's inside. That hit Campbell on the foot. He took it. And he... Being hit by a ball, loads the bases. That moves Sammy Hale to second base. And Ben Chapman to third. So the bases are loaded with nobody out. Big Carasquel started warming up in the bullpen for Washington. Right-hander. Well, the bases are loaded with nobody out. And up comes Keltner, third baseman, a right-hand batter. Ken Sitlis out of three times up. Tying runs only 90 feet away now in the form of Ben Chapman on third base. The infield's in. They're going to shut off that run at the plate. If they can. Nope, he's backing him up. Bucky's backing him up. Here comes the pitch in. Outside, low, ball one. Ball one on Keltner. 
Bass is not taking a wind-up. Just a stretch. Here's the next one coming in. Keltner swings on it. Foul tips it back against the screen. And the count's one and one. Ball one, strike one. Drake Farrell gets a new ball. Goes out to Bass. Wraps the ball off. Goes to the rosin bag. First half of the eighth inning. Bass walks on. Gets the signal. Going to take his wind-up now, realizing the bases are loaded. Here it comes, and Keltner fouls it. Off the first baseline, over to the stands. The count reads ball one and strike two. Rick Farrell's rubbing the new one off this time before it goes out to Bass. Bass had been breathing along in the ball game. He'd only given up three hits to the end of the first half of the eighth, and then the first three men up single. Taking plenty of time. One and two is a count on Ken Keltner. Here comes the next pitch in. It's low. Ball two. Two and two is a count. Big Ellick is working down on the Washington bullpen. Best starts the wind-up, in comes the next pitch, and Keltner swings on it, hits it out into deep left center field. Gideon's going way back, way back. It hits off the stands, bounces back into the field. Chapman has scored. Hale's rounding third, he's scoring. And Bruce Campbell pulls up at third base with Keltner pulling up at second. That ball was well hit, about two more feet of height or distance on the ball, and it would have gone into the left field bleachers. That puts Cleveland out in front of the ball game, a double. That scores Chapman and Hale and moves Bruce Campbell into third base. That makes the score. Read now. Cleveland three, Washington two, runners on second and third. There's still nobody out in the ball game. And Oscar Grimes, first baseman, a right-hand batter, is coming up. They're going to put him on base, an intentional pass. First pitch comes in outside. Farrell stepping out to take it. That will be walk number six off Bass. And the first intentional pass of the afternoon. Counts ball two. Now in comes ball three. Big Alex working a little faster down in the bullpen. Now here comes ball four. Oscar Grimes is purposely passed. That again loads the bases. And this time it brings rollicking Raleigh Hensley to the plate catcher. Right-hand batter. Raleigh has one hit out of three times up. Bass looks in, gets his signal. Starts the wind-up. In comes the first pitch to Hensley. He swings and misses for strike one. Grimes is on first base. Kelton is on second and Campbell's on third. Here's the next pitch coming into Raleigh. And he bunts it down the first baseline. Jim Vernon charges the ball, hits his hand, lets it roll away. It rolls away from him. And in comes Campbell scoring on the play. Kelton moving into second and grinds into first. Well, they'll give Jim Vernon a boot on that ball. That's the first error of the afternoon. It scores the fourth run of the inning for Cleveland. Makes the score now, Reed. Cleveland four and Washington two. The bases are still loaded. And up comes Al Milner. 
pitcher. He throws and bats from the left side. There's still nobody up. Bass looks in, gets the signal. Thoughts his wind up. In comes the pitch to Milner. He swings on it, fouls it over the stands for strike one. Milton is the eighth man to come up in the inning for Cleveland. Bass is ready. Here's the next one coming in outside high. One and one. Ball one, strike one. Bass standing out, rubbing the ball off. Up and comes the next pitch to Milner. It's outside. Ball two. Two and one. The base is loaded. Nobody out. Four runs in for Cleveland. Here's the next pitch coming into Al. He swings on it, hits the ground ball, swing down to second base. Leap is up with it over to second. He's out, but no chance for a double play. Ken Keltner scores as Al Milner. Forces Raleigh Hemsley at second base from Eddie Leap to Hal Quick. For the first out of the inning, Oscar Grimes moved in the third on the play. Ken Keltner scoring. That's run number five in for Cleveland. Makes a score now. Reed Cleveland five. Washington two. Runners are on first and third. And Lou Boudreau, shortstop, a right-hand batter, the ninth man to come up in the inning. Now at the plate, he has one hit out of four official times up this afternoon. Bass takes a stretch, a look over at Milner on first base. Here's the first pitch coming into Boudreaux, and he takes it as low and off the outside for ball one. Ball one on Lou. Here's the next pitch coming into Boudreaux. He swings on it, hits it in the air, it's going down right field way, curving over, lands out of the Reach of Pitco dropping into the box seats off the right field line to even the count at ball one and strike one. One and one on Boudreaux. Bass gets his signal. Here's the next pitch coming in. Boudreaux takes it across the outside corner for a call strike. Lou followed that one, made no attempt to go after it. The count reached ball one, strike two. We're in the first half of the eighth inning. Cleveland's out in front, five to two. Here's the next one coming into Boudreaux. It's inside. Breaking inside and around the knees to even the count of two and two. Here's the next one coming in. Boudreaux swings on it, hits it, goes down to second base. Lee feels the ball, tosses to Quick. Quick drops the ball, but picks it up in time to tag Al Milner as he goes by him. Oscar Grimes scoring with Milner going out at second from Eddie Leap to Hal Quick. That's run number six in for Cleveland. Two men are out. Runner on first, and up comes Roy Weatherly, left fielder, the left-hand batter. Weatherly open the inning. 
for the left field. That's picture stretch. Look over at Boudreaux. In comes the first pitch to Roy. He swings and misses for strike one. Strike one on Weatherly. Here's the next pitch coming in. Roy takes it. It's outside. A little low. And the count's one and one. Goes a toss over to Vernon at first base. Lou Boudreaux back in plenty of time. The ball's back in the hands of Bass. He again goes into a stretch. One and one is a count on Weatherly. Here's the next one coming in. That one was the wild pitch hit the ground. Rick Farrell picked it up and made a wild toss into second. Boudreaux went in sliding. Probably charged Bass with a wild pitch on that ball. Hitting the ground in front of the plate. Rick knocked it down, picked it up. Boudreaux was a little slow in getting off from first base. There was a possible chance of getting going into second, but Rick's throw was a little low. It hit the ground, knocked down quite quick, but no chance for a tag of Boudreaux as he went sliding in. So we have a runner on second base now, and the count reading two and one on Roy Weatherly. Here's the next pitch coming in. It's inside, drives him away. Three and one is the count now. Bass will have to come in with this one. Roy will have his second walk of the afternoon and number seven of the afternoon off Bass. Takes a look back at second, and it comes, and Weatherly swings on it, fouls it off the left field line, over the stand, and the strings run out. 3-2 is a count now. The big one will be coming in. Pass goes into a stretch. Here it comes, and Weatherly hits it high in the air. It's going into left field very high. Wright's having plenty of time to get under it. Taft makes the catch. For out number three to retire the side. Cleveland scoring six runs off four hits, one error, and having one runner left on base. So at the end of the first half of the eighth inning, the score now reads Cleveland six and Washington two. Before we move into the last half of the eighth, we pause again for station identification. Two minutes to five o'clock, WJSB, Washington like to remind you folks at Miller or in the neighborhood of Miller's Market at 2135 4th Street Northeast. Walter Johnson will be out there tonight for personal appearance. Be glad to autograph any Wheaties that you may purchase during the time he's there, or any gloves or anything else you might want autographed. Well, we're going into the last half of the eighth inning. Bass, the pitcher, is due to be the leadoff man. He's going to be taken out in favor of a pinch hitter, Al Evans. The catcher is going into bat for Bass. Attention, please. Evans. Evans. Batting. Batting for Bass. Al Evans, rookie catcher, is going in to hit for Bass. Open the last half of the eighth inning. Big Al Milner starts his wind-up. Here's the first one coming in. It's high. Ball one. Fastball came in over the plate, but too high. And Evans watched it go by. The count's ball one. Here's the next one coming in. Al swings on it, lifts it in the air. Fly ball going into short center field. Sammy Hale's out under it. And Sammy Hale makes the catch in short center for the first out <laughs> of the inning. So we have one away. Nobody on base. 
And up comes Eddie Lee, second baseman, a right-hand batter. Eddie has two hits out of three times up. Big Al's only given up five hits so far this afternoon. I truly hope, I truly hope you enjoyed this voice from the past. Walter Johnson was some someone I looked for for days before I found this actual clip. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just so glad I was able to find it and bring it to you today. Uh, now, I did find it actually on uh, archiveradio.org. That's where I found this clip. And if you uh, want, there's, a, there's lots of clips on um, the Internet Radio Archive. Go check it out. Um, and you were treated to uh, Bobby King's amazing work. Uh, Bobby's going to have many articles on this baseball.com. If you want to read them as they come out, you can subscribe to our blog. We have over 10,000 subscribers. Feel free to join them and read the stories that shape the game. If you want to go uh, directly to Bobby King, you can read his work at Baseball Americana blog and his Facebook page, which is again, Baseball Americana. I've been a longtime admirer. He always has some fantastic stuff, well thought out. Uh, he's got some great posts, uh, especially if you love the history of the game. He's just got some uh, great stuff there. If you enjoyed the show, uh, please help us out. Share the show. It's the number one way that we can grow the show is word of mouth and telling a friend and sharing us on social media. Uh, subscribe to the show. And we'd love to have your reviews or any feedback. And you can uh, send that feedback directly to me at tbinbb at gmail.com, which is short for this day in baseball at gmail.com. You can also find me on the YouTube, this day in baseball.com, this day in baseball. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, This Day in Baseball. Everything is This Day in Baseball for us, so you can find us on all the social medias. Uh, and if you want to help us out, uh, you can join ThisDayInBaseball.com, and you can sponsor Walter Johnson's page. You can well, uh, sponsor a Walter Johnson event or any of the other uh, players or events in our vast category. There has to be over 100,000 pages on ThisDayInBaseball.com, and I guarantee it if you head over there. And I guarantee that you're going to enjoy yourself. There are so many articles. No matter what subject uh, you search, you're going to find hundreds of pieces of history. And I hope you enjoy them. And that's it for today's show. Uh, later this week, I'm going to have Smokey Joe Wood for you. Uh, it's an amazing interview. It's about 35 minutes long. And it's uh, he's going to talk about everything from Walter Johnson to Babe Ruth uh, to his career when he hurt his arm all the way up to when he became a hitter in his life after baseball. It's uh, totally worth a listen. So until then, we hope to see you at the ballpark. Peace. Let's go! And boo and rain.